time for Letter to Hong Kong with Dr. Kwok Ka Kee, Civic Party Legislator. The following program is a personal view program. Dear CH, what are the current problems of Hong Kong? Why do we appear so rich and yet so poor? Should we be complacent now that the government announced another record high budgetary surplus of 138 billion? Many of us find it hard to reconcile the facts that the government accumulates surpluses year on year, while we still have thousands of old people dying while queuing for suitable care and attention facilities. Many countries in the world are facing huge deficits in their budgets, while the Hong Kong government's burden is to find ways to distribute the surplus equitably. This year, our government has once again pocketed. Too much money, with GDP per capita exceeding six thousand US. World Bank ranks Hong Kong as the world tenth richest economy entity, but this does not necessarily mean we are happier than our poorer counterparts. In fact, Hong Kong is the seven most unhappy places in the world, according to a study conducted by Gallup International. Our social services, medical care, and housing have not developed in par with our financial growth. Our wealth gap has widened to a historic high in 2016, with Gini coefficient at 0.539, putting us behind New York as the world's second most unequal city in terms of income. This year is the ninth consecutive year that the government has grossly underestimated the budget. These mistakes are not unique to Paul Chen. Many of our past financial secretaries, particularly John Zhang, have always been teased for their poor record of protection. Mr. Chen estimated the surplus this year to be only 16 billion, but it turns out to be a whopping 138 billion. At the same time, we are horrified. To see overcrowding in public hospitals during the winter surge or influenza outbreak, doctors and nurses fighting tooth and nail and walking round the clock to describe their work situation as similar to hospitals in war zones. Patients, more often than not, the young, the old, and the weak, have to wait for hours before they are attended by medical staff and need to wait up to 24 hours before they get admitted to hospital wards. Patients have to put up with sleeping on temporary beds in corridors, outside toilets, and next to sealed rooms. Dying patients and their family have no peace or dignity either. In a recent case, a dying patient breathed his last breath at an Eastern Kowloon Public Hospital, surrounded by tearful family members in a jam-packed ward that gave them no privacy. Are we short of funds? Surely not. The reserve of Hong Kong, held by the Monetary Authority, is over four thousand billion. The budgetary reserve for the government is now stand at a record high of one thousand and ninety-two billion. Our financial secretary's headache is to find appropriate ways to spend the surplus at the end of a financial year to avoid embarrassment and criticism. The budgetary surplus is a structural one. Over the years. Our government has put a ceiling on public expenditure to avoid being in the wet. Income generated from land sales and stamp duty, etc., which make up a large part of the surplus, is not counted as regular income. 
The rationale being such income is unstable and cannot back up long-term financial commitment. Furthermore, the government put a cap on recurrent public expenditure to around 20% of GDP, and Paul Chang raised it recently to 21%. Unfortunately, this spending cap has dictated Hong Kong to duck the issue that come with an aging population. In the 90s of last century, our elderly population was only around 8.7%. The percentage has risen to 17 this year. By 2026, it will further increase to 25% and is tipped to exceed 30% by 2036. As the elderly population triples, demand on various services increased tremendously. Hospital authority statistics shows that the majority of acute hospital bags have been used for the treatment of elderly aged above 65. And the government spending cap worked like the tightening golden ring on the monkey king's hat to limit the provision of social, medical and elderly services. A look at the figures in the past 20 years reveals that the funding allocation has been grossly disproportionate to the need of an aging population that requires more hospital beds and elderly care facilities. 20 years ago, in 1997, we spent 14.4% of recurrent public expenditure on health and 10.9% on social welfare. Health expenditure rose only to 15.9% in the year 2017, while the spending on social welfare has risen to 18.8%. In the budget released this Wednesday, the SAR government has allocated more than $61 billion to a hospital authority, but the total recurrent public expenditure on health care remains at a low level. So we can trace the long queues and waiting time in the public hospital to the origin in the lack of long-term planning and inappropriate funding allocation. A major highlight of Paul Chen's budget is to increase the health care expenditure by $6 billion and 11.8% increase over last year. I feel sorry to say that such a measure is best described as too little, too late, and will be ineffectual in easing the hospital service shortage. On a broader perspective, according to World Bank's figures, Hong Kong's overall spending on healthcare is among the lowest in the world. While the world's average is around 10%, we only spend roughly 55 to 5.7%. Compared to Asian countries, our health spending is shamefully low, despite our high per capita GDP. Japan spent 10.4% in the year 2014 on healthcare, while Korea spent 7.4%. Vietnam placed 122 in the world in terms of per capita GDP ranking but spend 7.1% on health care. Our pleas for the government to do more for the elderly have fallen on deaf ears for many years. We now have more than 58,000 elderly persons waiting for a place in subsidized elderly homes or infirmaries. And 6,000 of them died each year while waiting for the institutional care required. The budget released this week is a major disappointment for those who are fighting the daily battle of taking care of their elderly in the community and queuing for places in subsidized elderly homes. We may seem very rich in terms of our per capita GDP or saving in the monetary authority. Next, not forget that 
Very few of the underprivileged members of our community are able to share the fruits or the joy of our economic success. To the many left behind and neglected by the government, their life is still very much a tough daily battle. It is a disgrace that the elderly, who have done their part to build Hong Kong up as a prosperous and affluent society, the so-called Pearl of Orient, are now being left aging and walking in the dark without knowing when they will get the services they need. The famous poem that Tang Dynasty poet Du Fu used to describe the wealth gap 1,200 years ago in China come to mind as a half-feast and spree that have not feast to death by the roadside. Let's hope that Hong Kong can do better than that.